You want me to start? All right, let's go ahead and get started. Let's all turn to page 309 in the Pram book. That's all right. And adore the Lord our God Will you pray with all your power While we try to preach the word Hope is faint unless the Spirit Of the Holy One comes back tonight. We appreciate the Lord and his goodness. Appreciate the Lord and his mercy. We want to try to do something a little different and we'll sing another one here in just a minute if that's all right, Brother Terry. Um, I want Brother Zach to come around. Give us about five minutes or whatever's on his heart. Brother Zach's a blessing, isn't he? Amen. Amen. I appreciate this young man. My heart's just really been encouraged by him and challenged by him. He's a walking thesaurus and uh, he knows uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's about a google.com we've got right here next to us it's a good young man and uh i just want to thank the lord for what he done in our presence this morning aren't y'all grateful for a good service this morning how the lord moved amongst us i'm grateful for that and uh brother zach you just take your time it goes over five minutes and you're running and jumping over these pews here in a minute that's okay too okay so y'all listen to brother zach give him your ear give him your heart he's gonna give us some time right here pray for him and then brother terry you come around as soon as he's done and so let's sing another song all right, you excuse me tonight, throat's a little raspy, but um, we'll make it through. Tonight we're going to be in John chapter 21, John 21. If you would, uh, raise your hand if you've ever heard the story of Jesus fishing with Peter and they find a multitude of fish. I think we can all be familiar with this story. Um, you find your place there. We will begin reading in verse 6. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Now we're going to read in verse 11. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fishes. And hundred and fifty-three, so that's a hundred and fifty-three fishes, and for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. We, uh, the men of the church, I think it was a few years ago, did a uh, fishing trip, and uh, we were going to have a fish fry, but we never did, but man, 153, that, that'd be a lot of fish. <laughs> and, um, but verse 11 says, yet was not the net broken. Now, 
if you would turn to Second uh, Timothy chapter 2. So a lot of times what we bring out of this verse, I always like to um, look at verses and see different interpretations of them because there's always, there's thousands of verses in the Bible and there's tons of ways we can interpret them and view them and see them and understand them to apply to our lives to benefit so we can serve the Lord. But in this verse, uh, usually what we get is that it's a miracle because 153 fishes just from casting on the other side of the boat. But tonight, um, you're in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to start reading in verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure hardness. This net was, uh, the Bible says, not broken by 153 fishes. That, that's a lot of stress on this little net. Now, uh, I could probably say that today we have a lot stronger nets than 2,000 some years ago. And uh, even today, though, I think a modern net would probably struggle to handle this many fish. But... Uh, what I want us to get out of this is that we can be like that net and uh, we can have all these hardships like the fish. They can be weighing us down more than 153, um, some greater than others, some, uh, some small, some big, some large. But we can always bring them to God in prayer and he'll always be able to sustain that net. And um, that's all I got for you today. But uh, I hope you got something out of that. We, we always can uh, lean on the Lord, especially in prayer, big things and small. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't that wonderful tonight? Thank the Lord, buddy. Thank you, Brother Zach. I appreciate that. That blessed my heart tonight. Endure hardness as a good soldier. I like that first verse you read, Brother Zach. It said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. It's his grace that helps us endure these storms and trials in life, isn't it? And that's a blessing to me. Thank you, Brother Zach. It's absolutely wonderful. That's what I needed tonight. I appreciate the Lord for that. Brother Terry, you come on tonight. Thank God. Sing another song for us. Page 191. Jesus has a table spread where the streets got a bed. He invites his chosen people come and die with its man he loved me. And supplies for every need Oh, to sweet stuff with Jesus all the time Come and die, Master, call it, come and die Give me peace to Jesus' table all the time He who fed him on the deep Turned the water into wine To hungry, call it now, come and die The disciples came to so big, wise men, oh, the master called unto them, come and die. There they found their hearts desire, bread and fish from the fire, thus he satisfies the hungry every time. Come and die, the master called it, come and die. Give may feast at Jesus' table, oh, the Page 51. It's been a while since we've done this one.
everybody back tonight. Everybody doing good? Awesome, awesome. Got just a few announcements again, just to recap what we said this morning. Uh, October the 8th, uh, we got prior practice, I can't say it today, <laughs> choir practice right after the morning service. So if you're part of that, remember that on October the 22nd, um, got a ladies meeting after the morning service. Uh, you're going to be eating lunch and putting your uh, prayer journals together. Uh, so please do not forget that. Uh, November the 4th, we've got an officer's banquet. Uh, now that uh, the, the church takes the officers out uh, to eat, uh, but it's open to uh, anybody who wants to come. It's a great fellowship. Uh, the, the church will pay for the officers. Anybody else got to pay for theirs, but it is a good time to have by all. Uh, just if you got a, a, a request as far as where we may go, please let us know. Uh, right after service tonight, Mandy Hafley would like to see any of the kids and their parents that are 10 years old and up, right? Uh, right over here, if you don't mind, right after the service tonight. And just a, re a recap, quick reminder, um, Sunday morning, Sunday evenings, uh, ladies, uh, gentlemen, be here by 930. Uh, let's get together. Let's pray for the services in the day ahead of us. Uh, in the evenings, about 445, uh, just come together and dedicate it to the Lord. Thank you very much. fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of endless praise oh to grace how great a debtor daily i'm constrained to be let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee and it is a wandering heart isn't it and uh, we do our mind is distracted our hearts are distracted but we ask the lord to bind our wandering heart to him tonight. What a wonderful song. That was wonderful, wasn't it? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to be back tonight. We appreciate everything been said and done uh, today. And thank the Lord for uh, a good word from, brother, word from Brother Zach. I tell you, I could go home right now. And uh, about five minutes into mine, y'all may be wishing we would have. But uh, it's mighty fine, mighty good, good word tonight. And uh, thank the Lord for the strength that is in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, my, so good to be saved. Thank the Lord for his mercy, his goodness. And uh, we're going back to Hebrews chapter number one tonight. Hebrews chapter number one. We're going to try to wrap it up. 
and uh, finish what the Lord had on our heart this morning. And you may be saying, oh, mercy, uh, Hebrews 1 again. But uh, tonight, I, I can't find a better subject to preach on than the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, matter of fact, that's what the whole book's about. He's on every page, Brother Tim. He's on every page. From Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, you say, well, Jesus ain't in there. So I'll go over to John chapter number 1, verse number 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. By Him are all things made, and without Him was not anything made that was made, the Scripture tells us. Uh, he was there in the beginning, and he'll, he'll be there at the end, thank God. And He's there right now. And I thank God that He was here this morning in this service. And when I got in my car, He got in there with me. And as I rode my family down the road, he was there. And when we ate a little bite for lunch, he was there. And I thank God that when we leave tonight, he'll be with me. And I, when I wake up for another Monday morning, he'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there. Amen. I, I don't know what all everyone does quite yet. I don't know what, what industries y'all are caught up in. There's a lot that's more stress-induced than others some of us in here tonight have been uh, unfortunate enough to be a fourth-generation construction guy. That's a, uh, that's a lot of stress. Brother Clay knows about that construction, a lot of, a lot of stress uh, in that, and a lot of you other men. It, it really it doesn't matter what you're doing. There's going to be cares of life that, that creep up on you. That's exactly right. You can be selling Q-tips from door to door and get stressed out. But uh, tonight I'm grateful for the Lord Jesus Christ that lives and abides in my heart that carries my burdens for me tonight. That's exactly right. Carries my burdens. Carries how I feel about my burdens. Carries my anxieties. Thankful for that tonight. Appreciate the Lord. It's so good to be here. All right. We're just be as brief as we can tonight in Hebrews chapter number one. Do a little overview of what was said this morning. And then I want to mention one more thing that I did not that's still on my heart. It's an unbelievable point. It may not help you much, but it sure helped me. I heard a man this past week said, well, I, uh, I'm not sure he was preaching. And then he said, he said to the congregation, he said, some of you out here are wondering if I can preach. He said, and I'm sitting up here wondering if some of you could handle it if I did get to preach. But uh, y'all bore with me. Y'all seen me pretty tore up a time or two. So thank y'all bear with me for a minute tonight. Amen. Good to see each of you here tonight. It's glad to be in church. Hebrews 1. All right, let's do something a little different tonight. I want to ask you all to stand to reverence the reading of the Word of God. To reverence the reading of the Word of God. We stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. We stand for the National Anthem. And thank God that we do. And I'll always stand for that. And so tonight we'll just stand as we read the precious Word of God. The first four verses. God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the, on the right hand of the majesty on high. Say amen to that. Amen. Verse number four, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. You can be seated. Father, we look to you again tonight in great need. Father, how we need you. And we, Lord, as we look to your scripture and to your word tonight, Lord, we are reminded that you are the living word. Father, we are reminded that you are the word of God, Lord Jesus. And we call on you now in this time. We ask you for liberty, unction, the grace to preach that no man can preach without. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you help us talk a little bit about you tonight. And as we do that, help us to take our focus off the cares of life. Help us to take our focus off the weak. And as you prepare our hearts and minds, Lord, I pray that you would touch us. Lord, if there be one here tonight that doesn't know you or the free pardon of sin, I pray that you would draw them with cords of love to your precious bleeding side tonight. Sit us for a while down at your feet. Help us to learn of you. Lord, I pray, Father, if there be one here tonight, one of your children that is in need of an encouraging word, 
that you would fill that void. Lord, I pray that you would encourage. Lord, as Brother Zach has already read to us tonight, that you would strengthen us in the inner man by Christ Jesus. Father, I pray tonight with the songs that we've sung, Lord, the congregationals, Father, and the, the special over here tonight, come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. And as we look to your word, help us to focus on you. And whatsoever you see fit to do, we'll be sure to give you praise, honor, and glory. For it's in Jesus' name. There is no greater name, Lord, that we can pray in. There is no higher power that we can call upon. There is no greater authority, Father, that we can look to. In that name which is above every name, that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is the name we pray in tonight. And the church said, Amen and Amen. Thank you so much for praying with us tonight. Of course, we dealt in this morning with the subject of what does God have to say? And that's a pretty big subject. Uh, tonight, uh, we have in our hands the copy of the Word of God. This is what God has to say to us. And all of Scripture may not be expressly written to us, but it is all for us. Every time you open your heart, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. It is all there for our benefit tonight. You say, well, Chronicles about put me to sleep. Well, you know what Chronicles is? It is God recounting the generations before us that He has been faithful to. There is, we can lift from any portion or text or Scripture and see Him tonight and see Christ. So God has a lot to say. But we cover the fact that God uh, spoke in times past through his prophets. And uh, firstly, we were just astonished that God would even speak to you and I. That he would even speak to you and I. And, and by causality, the fact that he would speak to us implies that God desires a relationship with you and I. I've rarely spoken to anyone that I did not want to engage on some level or another on a relationship with them. And tonight we have a father, we have a God, who in times past spoke to his people by the prophets. By the prophets. That is to say, every uh, prophet you have in your, in your uh, hand tonight, if you have a copy of the word of God, that's Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Micah, Jonah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, and thank God Isaiah, these prophets God hath chosen and selected to speak to his people through these men. And that is a wonderful thing. And I thank God that, 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 that he would even be mindful of man. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And we cover the fact that God spoke. And we cover the fact how he spoke in days gone by. That he spoke by his prophets. It is a more distant manage, measure of God speaking. That is to say, God spoke to a prophet. God then, by speaking to that prophet, through obedience of that prophet, turned around and spoke to the people, and they have a word from God. Now, God did speak to individuals down through the days. There were more than just these men that I listed that God spoke to, and I'm grateful for that. But nonetheless, holy men of God spake as they were moved, by the Spirit of God. And that's how God spoke. But in this day, in this time that we're in, there's no more prophets that are being spoken through tonight. There's no more men. And if anybody out there tells you that they are a prophet, they're not of God tonight. God has elected according to His Word to speak to us through His darling, precious Son. Amen. Thank God. That darling, precious son, matter of fact, that Isaiah prophesied of, of uh, the one in Isaiah 52. I forgot to mention this about this text in Isaiah 52. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah was in his state, in his sorrowful state about the sinfulness of himself. 
And he said, there's some people that God has elected to reveal his arm to. And he wept and he desired to have the arm of the Lord revealed. But tonight, you and I that are sitting in this building, that are sitting in this place, God has revealed his right arm to you and I in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight we could shout from here to next Sunday and from here to the end of the eternity that God sent his son to die for me and you. Thank the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. So how did God speak in days gone by? And what does God have to say? We covered the fact in Matthew chapter number 17 and verses number 1 through 8. You remember the story how that the Lord took Peter, James, and John up to a high mountain and was transfigured before them. And his face shone as the sun and his raiment as white as the light. God gave Peter, James, and John just a small glimpse behind the curtain, behind the scenes of what a resurrected Savior looked like. Tonight, you and I couldn't even bear to look at that. And one day, the whole world will see him as he is. But right now, we see through a glass darkly. And behold, there appeared unto them, talking Moses and Elias with him. In verse number 4, Matthew 17, you don't have to turn. Then Jesus answered, then, then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here if thou wilt. Let us make here... Uh, three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. So here we got the head of the building committee coming in strong with some wisdom. And uh, he saw something from God, and he got stirred up about it, and he started speaking. And he had something to say. And he said, I've got something figured out. I want you to hear me, Lord, and what we're going to do for you. But there was a mighty voice from heaven. <laughs> A bright cloud overshadowed them on that mountain. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. You want to know how God speaks to you and me tonight? He speaks to us through one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that's ever pleased God. And he's the only one that ever will please God. I can't please God. You can't please God. I can't pray enough. You can't pray enough. I can't study enough. You can't study enough. But 2,000 years ago, there was one that said, I have come to do the will of the Father. And his name is Jesus Christ. He did the will of God. He pleased God. He fulfilled the law. And he laid his life down for the sheep and spoke, thank God. Spoke on behalf of me. Now, I'm about to get stirred up again. Thank God tonight. So Jesus Christ is what God has to say. To me and you. Jesus Christ is what God has to say. What do you mean by that, Brother Jay? Well, I just mean simply, and I'll remind you, God speaks now by His Son. And what the Bible tells us about what He's done and who He is, is that He's been appointed Christ, heir of all things. That is to say, Christ runs the show. I said it this morning. He runs the show. That Christ has... Uh, made the worlds that God has made and shaped the form of the worlds by Christ. We mentioned that this morning, that all things were made by Him. The mountains, the beaches, the stars, the sun, the Milky Way, the galaxies, millions of miles away, the, uh, down to the very molecule that you're breathing tonight, that oxygen molecule that you're breathing in, and it's coming out as what? Is it carbon dioxide, Zach? Yeah, that's right. There's my science buddy there. Coming out as carbon dioxide when you breathe it out. God created that. He made that. Christ is everywhere. Everywhere. We said this morning that Christ is the brightness of the glory of God. That is to say in verse number 3, who being the brightness of His glory, that He in one person is God's infinite value going public. This man, Jesus Christ. Christ is the treasure and the glory of God. He's the express image of God. We said this this morning, that Philip asked the Lord in John 14. He said, Lord, show us the Father and it'll suffice us. Show us God and it'll make us happy. They had seen His signs. They had seen His wonders. 
They had seen his miracles. They had seen, they had heard his words of wisdom. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. Show us God. And Jesus looked at him in John 14, 8 and 9 and said, Philip, have, have, I, not, have I been with you this long and you haven't known me? I tell you occasionally, like last week, God did a great work in my heart at that meeting that I told you all about. Hadn't been to a meeting in years like that. God did a work in my heart, drew my heart away, showed me Christ again. And all I've been able to see in the pages of of this book is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all I can see. He's on every page. And I thank God for that. Y'all going to have to put up with me for a little while talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. Imagine a preacher preaching about Jesus. Imagine that tonight. And I've been saved for 23 years. I've been preaching for 17 of those 23. And when I saw Christ in the pages of His Word a few nights ago, it's almost like the Holy Spirit of the living Christ spoke to me and said, Have I been with you this long and you hadn't known me? Tonight it would be good for you and I to to look on Jesus. He's in you tonight. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that's one way we can certify that we pass from death into life. That Christ is in us tonight. Is Christ in you? Is Christ in you? Amen. So, we said that He is the express image of His person. That Jesus is God. God is Jesus. That He's not a second-hand write-off. That He's not just a little bit... That he's not just a, that he's not a few notches below God. No, he is God tonight. He is God. He's the son of God. He's God the son. He is God the man. He is the man God. He is God in his totality. One person. It's all wrapped up in him. And so is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. Oh, when he was about to leave his disciples, they were weeping. They were sorrowful. How can we make it without you? Lord Jesus, you've been with us these these three and a third years. We must have you. And he said, it's necessary that I go away because I've got to go away. And I'm going to send another. It's not another. It's me. And I'm going to send him into your hearts tonight. The reason Christ Jesus, you know, Charlie and I was talking and Charlie said, how amazing it must have, must have been to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll agree with that tonight. We talked about that. And that's a special thought. It'd be wonderful to see him. Oh, but tonight, the same Jesus that walked over there in the Holy Land and healed and fed the 5,000 and healed the blind and caused the deaf to hear and caused the blind to see and caused the mute and the dumb to speak that same Jesus who turned the fishes and the loaves and fed the thousands that same Christ is the same Christ that's sitting right in here tonight and if you know him tonight you've got the same Jesus inside of you not another but the same amen I've got to hurry I'm gonna preach the same message again the express image of his person The Lord Jesus Christ, He is God. God is Him. The Holy Spirit and He and the three are one tonight. He upholds everything by the word of His power. We said that in verse number three. We'll be in the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person. And upholding all things by the word of His power. That is to say, He keeps everything in motion right now just by His word. He is the word of power. He is the express power of the word of God embodied in one person. The Lord Jesus Christ. He's all you need tonight. He's all you need tomorrow. He's all you need this week. He'll be all you need next Sunday. And when you're on your deathbed, he'll be all you need then, thank God. Hallelujah. The precious son of Christ. You want to know how to have revival at Murrayville by this church? Take another look at Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Take another look. But we see Jesus 
That's what the scripture says. We see Jesus. He upholds all things by the word of his power. We said, my goodness, I'm preaching this message again. He said in verse number three that he purged our sins by himself. Those Hebrews had been sacrificing. We stated they had been sacrificing for years. He purged them by himself, sat down at the right hand of Father. He paid the full price. He didn't need my help and he didn't need your help. Some of us think we have to help God in our life. No. God in the person of Jesus Christ by himself purged our sins. He doesn't need your help and he doesn't need mine. God doesn't need us to feed him today. He feeds us. God's got something to say to us. That's what we said. What is God saying? God is saying Christ. And he sat down at the right hand of his father and said, it is finished. He said, Father, I did all your will. He told the Lord as he hung on the cross into thy hands, do I commend my spirit? He went to heaven and placed his blood on the mercy seat and my sins are gone. I read a little bit last night in Psalms chapter number 51 about David, how he said, turn your face from my sin, turn your face from my iniquity, turn your face from my transgression. That's a different that's a different time than what we're living in. That's the time when God spoke through his prophets. Now God's speaking through his son. And now my sins are gone. They're not just as far as the east is from the west tonight. They are 100% gone. Jesus paid the price and took care of all of them. And does that make you happy tonight? Amen. 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 And I said, this is what I left out tonight. This is what I want to deal with for five minutes. Verse number four, and it's always been a mystery to me in Hebrews chapter number one. I mean, in verse number four, it says, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, in verse number five, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Look at it again. Angels again in verse number six. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten in the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. Verse number seven. There's the angels again. And of the angels, he said, who maketh his what? Angels, spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. Wow, wow, wow. Angels all the way through. Verse number 14. Uh, verse number 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand and I make thine enemies thy footstool. footstool. Verse number 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? I'm telling you, I about come unglued out of my seat when I was studying this the other night and through this week. I about come out of my seat in my study. What is being said? What does God have to say? What is God saying through his son? Talking about all these angels. And talking about all these beings. And talking about all these things. And talking about how exalted high. God's saying Christ is better than them all. Christ is better than anything. Christ is better than everything. That we've got it in our text being made so much better than them all. Some Jews actually believed before Christ came that the promised Messiah was on equal footing with the angels. And with the angel Michael. Now get your head wrapped around that this afternoon. Get your head wrapped around that, that. That seems far and a foreign concept to us. But there were some that believed that the Messiah that was promised by God to the prophets would be equal with angels and with ministering spirits. But this evening, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to report that God has cleared the air on this subject. And he has said, there is none equal with my son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And what's God saying to you and to me? 
that there's none equal, there's nothing equal in your life to the potency, to the power, to the prestige, and to the authority that is Christ. What do you mean, Brother Jay? He's better than your sin. He's better and bigger than your sorrows. He's better than your heartaches. He's better than your troubles. He's better than your trials. He's better than your money. He's better than your fame. He has a more excellent name than them all. Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Christ and I said, Brother Jay, what are you going to leave us with going into the week? Into another dark Monday. Into another tough Monday. Into another, 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 another tough day. A week just like the same. I tell you this. Instead of thinking of terms. And you're just facing another week. I beg you. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. I want to leave you with this. Turn to Hebrews chapter number 12. Same book. Different chapter. Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Now there's a lot of contention over verse number 1. In, in all realms of it. We're not going to get into it. We don't have the time. The Bible says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse number two, we'll just read that first phrase. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, I've been in lots of meetings that have said, commented on that besetting sin, which does so easily beset us and the weight that does so easily beset us. I've had men, I've heard men say, well, it's whatever's particular to you. You know, you know what your sin that you struggle with is. You know what the sin, maybe it's your temper. Maybe it's a problem, an issue you have. Maybe it's this or maybe it's that. I could list the list. It's not important. But what is important tonight is that there is a weight and there is a sin that would easily beset us, Brother Terry. And it would easily beset us day to day and week to week. Can I report to you on what that is? I want to clear the air on what that is tonight. The best I can tell from Scripture is we have an entire letter here of Hebrews written to a people that did not see the value of the Lord Jesus Christ. They did not see his power, his prestige. They did not see what a great high priest he was, Brother Ron. They did not see how amazing that he was and how high and lifted up that he was and how much power he had, how much prestige he had. They were still looking to the prophets. They were still looking to the men of old for their word from God. But God said, look, it's my son that you need to hear. Okay? That's what the book of Hebrews is about is a people that are looking away from Christ. Do you want to know what your and my besetting sin is? Do you want to know the weight that drags you down that's going to give you a tough week this week? It is the negligence to look unto Jesus. Let me say that one more time. Say, Brother Jay, I just struggle with this. This is a struggle I have and I need to lay aside this weight. The weight you need to lay aside is whatever would take your view or deter your view from Jesus Christ. That's the sin. That's the way. He just got out of Hebrews chapter number 11 talking about by faith. Looking unto Christ, it's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Our, how we... How we view Christ is directly correlated to where we're at with Him. You get that tonight? I'll say it one more time. I believe this will be the third time I've said it since I've been preaching here. In the book of Revelation, there was a group of believers at Ephesus. 
and they had born and they had labored and they had done, they did good works, they were nice to their neighbors, they didn't raise people up too high in the church above one another, they were servants of Christ, their doctrine was good, they hated the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, they had good solid doctrine, they had everything lined up. And, 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 and listen, I've been in some churches. I was in a church one time, one of the biggest churches I'd ever been in in my life, famous church. One of the biggest churches I'd ever been in in my life. Buddy, they had everything lined up. They had everything just right, everything polished. The most beautiful sanctuary you've ever seen in your life. The most beautiful lawn, not baby grand, but grand piano coming, stretching from here to there. Had organs, had a baptistry that you could absolutely have a pool party at. It's unbelievable. I mean, just amazing. Big, huge, wide columns. I mean, it looked like you was in a cathedral. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been in those big cathedrals in New York and Philadelphia, you know, those big Catholic things. I mean, this place was just unbelievable. Baptist church. And that service got started, Brother Terry, and all they talked about was what they had done. All they talked about was how many doors they knocked on. All they talked about was how many victories they had fought in the county and in the town. All they had talked about is how, how much they did this, how much they did that. You had men stand up and say that they were going, that they had prayed this much and they had done this much and they had this activity and this activity. I said, I said, I said where is Jesus? Tonight, our effectiveness in our Christian life and our effectiveness to walk in the Spirit and our effectiveness to love Him and to walk with God and to have peace and have joy and have gentleness and kindness and meekness and faith and temperance and knowledge is directly attached to our view of Christ. God help me. Listen tonight, I'm not preaching down to anyone. I haven't preached down to anyone today. But you want to know what God said. Somebody said I just need to hear God speak. And I do too. But Jesus said. In John 14 and 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. What does that mean? That Jesus said this and so I obey it. That word keepeth. That word keepeth implies a guarding in your heart. Let me see your Bible, brother. You got one on you? Let me see this Bible right here. Thank you, brother. He that hath my commandments and guards them. There's been some nights I didn't even have the strength to open this book, but I held it close. Sitting in the bed by Charlie the night, and I had my Bible and I was reading it. I just, I just kissed it. She said, You gonna kiss your Bible before you kiss me? <laughs> I said, Yes, I am. I said, But I'll kiss you in a second. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, O Lord. Help me to keep your commandments and guard them in my heart and love them. And hold these promises dear. And hold these promises close. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. God help me to keep those promises and those commandments. I, lo, I'm with you always. Brother Zach. That strength that he promised us. And, and Timothy. By the grace of Christ. Love me. Not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Guard these things. It's what Jesus said. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, Jesus said, and will manifest myself to him. Say, I need God to show up in my life. You want to know something else about His Word? He that hath my commandments. He is the Word of God tonight. This is Jesus. 
I encourage you to look to Christ tonight in His Word and love Him and guard Him and keep His commandments and He will manifest Himself to you. He'll manifest Himself to you. Thank you, brother. What is God saying? What does God have to say? What is God speaking to my heart? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth Proclaim, kings and kingdoms will all pass away. There's just something about that name. Amen. That's all I've got tonight. Remember the announcements? Wednesday at 7, we'll be meeting again. Supper at 6. What are we having this week, ladies?